Hi everyone, um, Bernie is in Nigeria and embarrassingly I can't locate an mp3 to rip the intro music off. So, um, da, 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 da. Mm, 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 mm. here's the podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex Mahadid is here. Hello, hello. You would not miss this one, would you? No, I would not. And I just wanted to get in before the final, you know? Just in case it all goes wrong? Yeah. Yeah. No, fair enough. Um, The reason you can't miss this is what? Messy, man. Messy. Like, I just... People people laugh and joke, and you guys obviously like to kind of, you know, laugh at me for how much I convince you that he's a good player. It's like, yeah, we didn't know. Thanks, (laughs) Paul. But, Alex, I'm going to tell you, man. Like, I think... There's different levels to this. My messy love level is, you know, I was watching that game, the semifinal, and that third goal when that went in, I'm telling you, I I was actually like not in control of my emotions. And you know me, I'm quite an in-control kind of person. I want to be sad, I'd be sad. I want to be happy, I'd be happy. It's almost stupidly Very logical. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But I actually sat there for just like five minutes, really like just like, like regulating my breathe kind of thing Lamar's technique techniques just I was so I was so just like freaked out I was so like I didn't know how to feel when he did that when he did that third goal move because I you know it's that, it's that feeling of like oh it's Messi's end of his career he's not the same guy anymore blah 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 and then he comes up with that moment and everything just comes kind of rushing back you know I was it slightly was, overwhelmed was, I'll be honest it was something from like I don't, I, I don't know. You pay closer attention to everything that he does than I do, but it was something that felt like it came from a few years ago. That's like, exactly. We, it. We've seen Messi evolve, obviously, but th- those kind of like starting on the halfway line, running the whole pitch, slaloming in and out kind of things, we haven't seen for a while, or at least it feels like that to me. Yeah, and I think we 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 do see it still, but a lot less. Like he had one against Netherlands. Everybody got a bit excited that didn't end up in a goal. Then now he has this one against Croatia, and this is kind of why I think he walks ninety percent of the game because oh, I don't 100%. think he can he can do it all game. But he kind of almost they let him conserve his energy for this one, two, or three maximum runs a game where he can do that. And when he can't, he can then give a through pass where he's barely looking at the player through six. <laughs> opposition players to a right back on in on goal you know like i don't know man i like I, you know me my opinion is it's 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 not even a debate whether he's the goat or not but i think for the history books for the masses the win on sunday would just it would be over like there would just be no conversation and my contention is that there is no debate either and that anyone actually having the debate is wasting their time um which is why I find it funny when you get so emotional about it, because I don't think it's worth even arguing with the people that want to argue about this. But yeah, I get it. Uh, to your point about him walking and conserving energy, he's. I think we've seen him develop this to a new level. Where was it? The, was it the game the other day, or maybe the one before that? But there was a ball that was just put somewhat into the channel, like in his direction, and he was just like, "No, <laughs> no." That's not worth my time. It's not perfect. I'm not going to get it. It's almost like you can see it. He has a 100% bar of energy like in FIFA. And he's actually <laughs> picking and choosing how to deplete it. Like it's actually a concept that you could tell. He's like, I'm not going to waste my time. And once in a while, he'll go on a couple of like runs to, to, to track down defenders and try. But very rarely. Like, But that's also smart because there's no point of you being gassed 20 minutes in running around. Um, but yeah, I just... He gives me joy, man. Like, uh, it's, it, you know, football is, you know, almost everything. Forget, you know, the big stuff. Forget the family and the health and that stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. talk about football as the one and only thing. Like, it's my thing. I love it. And I get to watch yep. what I believe is the best player to ever play the sport that I kind of breathe. Not just, you know, not just enjoy. Like, I breathe it. I live it. I, you know. And, like, how can I not be ecstatic that I live in that era? Yeah, I was trying to think, like, I feel like when we were younger, like pre-Messi and the generation or two before us, they had more variety. Yep. It wasn't someone, obviously, I mean, Maradona is 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 the comparator, but 
there weren't people that stood out to this extent, but there were just a lot more people that stood out. And there are very you could there are various kind of factors that play into that, like the general standard of football, the pitches, the this, the that. Um, but yeah, it is different. I would say, yeah, I'd say between Maradona and Messi, I would say the only one that came close to potentially hitting that kind of monopoly is Ronaldinho. But he yep. didn't have the longevity. He did it for three seasons. But like at his start and at his peak, it started to feel like, oh my God, this is something we've never seen before. And he could be that guy. But I would say from between Maradona and Messi, we've, you know, we've got the Zidans and the R9s and the Thierry Henrys and Del Piero's. And we get that. We've got all these people. But they were all good. They were all equally good. They were all enjoyable. But none of them kind of took the sport by the scruff of the neck the same way, let's say, even a Ronaldo and a Messi did. Right. Mm-hmm. So between Maradona and Messi, I don't think there was that guy potentially, even Zidane at his peak, he wasn't like by far in, you know, undisputed best. Like it wasn't like that. But Ronaldinho was the one that came, I think, closest to making it his thing. And he yeah. did it until Messi kind of came on the scene. So for three years, I think Ronaldinho was almost there of like, oh, we've never seen this before. This is unbelievable, blah, blah, blah. Mate, Ronaldinho, literally, Messi arrived on the scene and Ronaldinho was like, great, I can pass the baton, I'm done, you you take over. He couldn't wait, he couldn't Uh, wait to do it. He was like, I will be in the club, you let me know if you need anything. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I just, you know, the record breaking that, you know, we think of Messi as someone who hasn't done it for Argentina and you look at six finals in six years, you look at three Copa finals, two World Cup finals, winning a Copa America, you know, at the end of the day, soccer is a team sport and you can do as much as you can. But if you come up against a, a German machine in the final with that Argentina side, if you come up potentially against the French side who are potentially the best team, um, you know, you could lose those finals. But again, there's a big difference between so close and didn't make it and like, oh, this whole narrative about never performing for Argentina. I mean, you look at the World Cup records, he's got 19 contributions in World Cups. That is a record. Like, that's one away, I think, from a record. You know, how many World Cups he's played in, how many goals, how many assists. It's it's all there. He, in in the numbers, and, it, you know, it sounds crazy to say, but in the numbers, he is potentially the best World Cup player, individual player of all time. But it doesn't feel that way because the narrative has always been so against Messi with Argentina. But this is, yeah, I mean, this is the thing with tournament football is, like, if you don't win... I mean, people will say no one forgets the second the second best team. There are a couple of teams that, that kind of counter that narrative with Brazil in one of the years that they didn't win it, but were supposedly like the best team to ever play football. Um, I think one of the Dutch teams that came very close. Like there are those those exceptions, but generally, like you have to win it, or no one really is going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk about something we've discussed before because it pertains to our club, but a sliding doors moment that. A, I think, won Messi a Copa America. And Mm -hmm. B, has given him a chance to win a World Cup. And that is Neil Mope (laughs) (laughs) clattering Burnt Leno. So this is Brighton against Arsenal. It's a few years ago. What, two seasons ago? Maybe three. And Neil Mope, the Larry little git, smashes Burnt Leno. At the time... Emmy Martinez, or what's his name? Doobie? Doobie. D- what's his name? Dibu, <laughs> for some reason, um, is the second choice goalkeeper at Arsenal. He's barely ever played a game for Arsenal. He's been on loan at about 15 different clubs. He's been frankly useless at most of them. But Bert Leno's injured. So in comes Emmy Martinez and has an unbelievable like two or three months. Like unbelievable. To the extent that some some Arsenal fans are saying like this should be our number one, like it's straight shootout between him and Leno, and that summer, Arsenal did kind of made the controversial move and sold him twenty million to Aston Villa. Um, honest to God, before that run of games, he would have been worth about a million, maybe two. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, and, and to think that Argentina's success in this World Cup has had two Brighton influences. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't think anyone would... Be, if someone woke up from a coma and he said, by the way, there's two Brighton connections to this Argentina run, they'd be like, you're out of your mind. Not only that, Brighton are advancing Ecuadorian football. <laughs> like <laughs> Estupinan and Moises Caicedo. It's amazing. But yeah, Martinez has been phenomenal for Argentina. He... As crazy as he is, he's had that dog in him 
for Argentina, <laughs> but even more for Messi. Like you hear him talk about Messi, he talks about Messi like he is a family member. Like it's insane. He's evangelical. How much, yeah, it's it's insane how much Martinez has Messi's back, and you see it from all the players. You see it from Lissandro Martinez, De Paul, Paredes, etc. It's actually insane how much they want to win it for him, almost more than for themselves and their country. Um, it's almost one of those like he just deserves it so much. And again, you know, the marketing around like, oh, Messi's not like a leader or a captain. Again, all that stuff. Then you see the videos that come out of changing rooms. You see the way people talk about him. It's all just not true. Um, but yeah, uh, like we said, Alexis McAllister, <laughs> revelation. Beast. Yeah, I don't, think he, I don't think he even speaks Argentinian. <laughs> <laughs> It's fantastic. He walks into the changing room. All right, lads, yeah. how are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Um, there is actually a picture of his dad mm-hmm. online somewhere, and it is hilarious. He looks like Alex McLeish. Yes, I saw it. I saw it when they were super young. Maybe it is Alex McLeish. Could be. I mean, it's it's Alexis McAllister. Alex it's McLeish. Close. It's close. Yeah, it's very it's close. close. Um, yeah, I mean, while while we're talking about it, so like, who else? Because it's not it's not a great team. Hmm. It's not a great team. Like Emi Martinez has been very good in goal. Obviously, a penalty expert. I think we can call him that at this point. Um, Otamendi, like we wrote that guy off years ago because he was horrendous in the Premier League. He's I think he's at Benfica now. He's been you know great for Argentina. They've they've retained faith in him. You got Lissandro or Romero either side. You know sometimes it's one, sometimes it's the other. Barring the first game against Saudi, they've both been good. Um, the wingbacks are like I don't know who they are still. Teg- Tagliafico, Acuna, Molina is useful for sure, but he I didn't know. Him. Yeah, he gets it. So yeah. me and you and Bernie, I think, talked about this on the on, on the thread about how um, it's there's three categories in this in this Argentina team. There's Messi, yeah. there's runners, and there's yeah. thugs. <laughs> yeah. You've got you've got the thug backbone in Martinez, Otamendi, Romero, and Lisandro. With yeah. the ball in midfield, lunatics, yeah. absolutely. Then lunatics. you got runners in McAllister, Paredes, and then the wing backs, and then you got yeah. Messi, and then Alvarez yeah. is also obviously the king of the runners, <laughs> just the absolute <laughs> king of the runners. You know what? That's a trajectory and a half too, though. You know, because Julian Alvarez was at River Plate, which isn't to say he wouldn't have been in the Argentina squad had he not moved to Manchester City. But six months ago, he's playing at River Plate, mm-hmm. and he. Comes into the obviously Lautaro started but was in horrendous form, and Dybala barely got off the bench. And so, like, two and 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 um, Alvarez has only been at, only played a few games for City, it's not like he's featured regularly. So, frankly, for him to come in and be the first choice by the end of the tournament is very impressive. And he's got what four goals, yeah, he's uh, he's 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 in the race for the golden boot of the World Cup. Um, and the way Messi keeps playing off the ball, he might he might just get two goals in the final, you mm-hmm. never know, but yeah, now he's again. It's just the fact that he has the stamina, he's got the legs, he can run around. I don't think he's as technical as, let's say, maybe a Martinez at this peak. But it doesn't matter if you never get on the ball, if, you never, if you're never in the right spot, if you don't run around enough. Especially when you're playing with Messi, you need to offset the walking. Mm-hmm. And Mar- Lautaro and Dybala are not going to do it. Imagine Dybala and Messi up top. Just imagine. No, 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 no. So he, he fills a gap that they need. And... That's kind of what you need there on Messi. You need the as as bad as the Paul and Paredes are. I think technically they cover a lot of ground, right? Crunching tackles cover the ground. I think Enzo Fernandez is probably the best technical one out of the three. He's been he very, very good. good. He, isn't he also Benfica? Yep. Yeah, he he's had a good Champions League campaign up to this point of this World Cup. I think people started to notice him. He's not the quickest, but he has that touch. He has that vision. He can make the plays. I think he gave that ball over for the penalty to Alvarez. Um, beautiful ball over so he's got a bit of that you know um, kind of creative side of him as well so I think we got to give a lot of credit to the Argentinian manager compared to the again not the credit for the starting 11 that he started with but the fact that he changed that. I think he changed five to six players in the starting lineup mm-hmm. between the first game and between where we are now and it's been working much better for them it's true I, I do wonder what they'll do in the final, and we'll talk about France in a minute, but I wonder if he goes back to the three mm. slash five for the final, simply because, like, I mean, it, it's almost boring to talk about, like, preparing for Mbappe. Um, and frankly, like, I think a few teams have done really well mm. against Mbappe. Like, I think Mbappe barely got any joy out of in the England game. There was that one time he skinned Walker, but nothing came of it. 
Um, I thought Matt Cash did pretty well against him. Like, it's not impossible. Even even against Morocco, in, it's not like they struggled that yeah. hard. No, but the thing is, all it takes is, is a mm-hmm. second. And him up against, like, um, Molina at right back might be a problem. And Messi on that um, side, too. Like, I, Messi can't be on that side. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But, yeah, he's shown some tactical tactical flexibility. He's moved things around. Um, just to touch on Croatia for a minute, because this is the team that went out. They are... I was going to say baffling, but it's not baffling. They don't really have forwards who can do anything. But they all for the last couple of World Cups, they've managed to get through to incredible points by not beating anyone. Yeah, I don't think they've beaten anyone in 90 minutes in a knockout no. round in two World Cups in a row, reaching a quarterfinal, <laughs> reaching a semifinal and a final. And I don't think in this World Cup, I mean, if you look at their scores, nil-nil versus Morocco, I think mm-hmm. nil-nil versus Belgium. Belgium, who absolutely battered them and only if it weren't for Lukaku they should have lost 3-0 um, and then they they beat a Canadian side you know 2-1 I can't remember how 3-1 or whatever 4-1 it was. I think yeah like that's not a huge thing to write home about so at the end of the day they haven't really done much and then they got through Brazil I don't think like they deserve to get through I think Brazil would just manage the game really badly uh, they so slacked they, off yeah. yeah and the manager made a lot of like Tite made too many substitutions way too early like it just didn't make sense to me and then who else did they beat Leading up to that point, um, can't remember. That's they it, isn't it? No, they beat someone. It's three teams. They beat someone before Brazil. Can't remember who it was. Oh yeah, they would have had to. So yeah, it just I think I think on penalties. Yeah, they beat someone on penalties. Um, so it's interesting. It's just it's interesting. Oh, that Japan. Yes, Japan, Japan on penalties. Exactly. So they they hadn't really had the most stellar of runs over two World Cups yet, making a final and a semi final. And this, I think, this time it was. They were really bad in that first half against Argentina. I mean, Argentina Horrendous. are not a powerhouse right now in any in any form other than Messi. Like, I thought they should have really controlled the midfield. You know, in Brozovic, Modric, and Kovacic, they have a much better midfield technically than Argentina. Mm-hmm. At the back, I thought they have very strong players. But they just, it all seemed to fall apart for them. Yeah, I mean, Lovren is still there. I know it was Guardiola that got, that got rinsed by, by Messi, but he's been phenomenal the whole tournament. And I, like... It's Lovren, and if he's not playing, then it's um, that guy that looks like an orc, Vida, Vija. Mm. Yeah. Um, like that's not great, mm. but but you're right. Overall, they're extremely solid, extremely strong. The right back, Yukanovic, uh, Juranovic, sorry, seems very good. Um, the keeper seems good. So- keeper's decent. Sosa's decent at left back. Like it's a very very solid team. The only they problem just, I have with they need attackers. The only problem I have with Sosa is that he, from from a camera angle, like TV angle, he looks way too much like Modric. It's yeah, just, it does it's look just a lot. confusing. Someone needs a haircut. Yeah. And seniority says it's Sosa. It's not Modric, exactly. Like it just <laughs> every time he got the ball, I'm like, why is Modric out here? Oh, it's not Modric. Man, have you seen the FIFA captains no. documentary on Netflix? No. Okay. It's hit and miss, mm-hmm. but you get to see Modric at home with his family. He has three little kids who look exactly like him, and at least a couple of them have the same haircut too. It's nope. a bit creepy. I haven't seen what his wife looks like, but I would pick they look like his wife regardless. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> it's a bit weird, to be honest. Yeah. It's like give give someone a different haircut, please. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I you know I was pretty glad to see them see them. This should, I'd, I mean, ha- I'd had this, enough. This I'd should have enough. been an Argentina Brazil semi final. To be fair, like that—that's what—that's what, that's what, that's what we all wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Brazil, I, as you said, we don't need to go into them too much. I thought they gave us a couple of a couple of the most exciting moments of the World Cup, but I also just think there's there's a still image from the Croatia game where Croatia pulled that that equalizing goal back, and I think five or six Brazilian players are ahead of the ball. Mm-hmm. And there's a few minutes left, and it's just like, what are you doing? Especially because about two minutes before that, they'd been piddling around with it in in the corner, like implying that they knew that they needed to keep it down there and be sensible. But then, like two minutes later, they'd forgotten all about it and well, just wanted a bit more Benito. Yeah, exactly. The answer is simple: they're Brazilian. Like, and it's not a slight, <laughs> it's not an insult, it's nothing. It's just like they are Brazilian, and what they needed, I don't know, if Fred was on because they mm. needed Fred on there. 
and making sure that he doesn't remember that he's Brazilian, like most of his performances for Manchester United. And that mm-hmm. might have done it. But yeah, like it was just like it was like I don't know why they would do that. They and, and then and then to have Rodrigo take the first penalty of like twenty one or whatever. And Neymar trying to, trying to get his fifth like showboat penalty. Just take the first one, set the tone and like Correct. get through the get through the thing. Like what are you doing? Him and Ronaldo taking this fifth penalty thing does not sit well with me. No, it's complete bullshit. It is complete bullshit. And I heard someone, uh, was it on the radio? Yeah, someone the other day was comparing it to like a relay race where like your first player and your last player are your fastest, right? But, and I think um, the the response to that was like, yeah, that that's true. But in the penalties, you might not get to your last runner. Exactly. In a so relay race, what are you dicking around run. for? Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, very frustrating. Um, so the manager left, TJ left, I have absolutely no idea who their new manager is going to be. I actually asked a Brazilian, and he had no idea either. So yeah, I, I have a Brazilian uh, colleague as well, and he was just like fuming at Tite after that game. He was mm. just, "What the hell is he doing? What was he thinking?" Blah blah blah. Also, he didn't like his attitude post game either in the press conference. It was a bit like laissez faire. It was a bit like, "Ah, shit happens," kind of thing, as opposed to like, <laughs> "Here, Brazil, you need to beat Croatia <laughs> to get into the semifinal." You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, um, yeah, we'll see what we'll see what they do. I know that they Pep said he'd take that job once, but I don't think he'd take it now. He just Actually. expanded with City for two years, and they're going to buy him like three hundred million players soon. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Um, France to Morocco nil. Uh, let's talk about Morocco first. It's been a lovely journey. It's been like, frankly, I think we, we this World Cup has lacked good football for the most part. It's not, which isn't to say there haven't been exciting moments, but they've more been the timing of a goal or like the the context around a goal, but not necessarily the skills or the the beautiful play itself. But in that context, Morocco have been a bit of a joy. Yeah, and every I think every tournament needs that dark horse, and you know we've had they weren't even a dark horse. They were just like <laughs> dead horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you know we've had the South Koreas, we've had the Senegal's, the Ghana's, the that kind of thing, and this tournament is the it's the Morocco. Um, I don't think I expected them to get this far. Um, I thought maybe the quarterfinals sounded like a good spot for that story to end, but the fact that they made it through to the semifinals it's insane. Which means you know again when you think about it, hey. You get to play the maximum number of games. You got your money's worth. Yeah. <laughs> like when you sign up for a league. For yeah. a league. Um, and I thought, you know what? They captured a lot of imagination. And yes, they were defensive. But at the same time, they had nice combination play. They mm-hmm. had skillful player in Ziyech and Bufal and Ohan. Was it Ohani or Ohan? Whatever his name is. I love him. I loved him. He was fantastic. Oh, the, the Angers guy? Yeah. Um, Unahi or whatever. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I just thought, you know, they had good enough players. They tried to pass it around the back, not just hoof it, like not complete Pula style. Yeah. Um, just knowing their limitations, um, and you know, you can respect them for that. You know, I, I don't want to see a Brazil do that, but a Morocco, yeah, you're of well course. within your right to do it. And I, I think every nobody's begrudging them this journey. I think most people thought France would be one too many, um, and I thought mm-hmm. France and Deschamps did a fantastic job tactically this game in the sense of like, okay, everybody looked at Morocco and went, I'm going to come get you, get the ball and score goals. Deschamps gave them their respect and said, you know what, when they have the ball, just let them have it. Don't go for it. And kind of, it's almost like France played them at their own game and were more dangerous on the counter-attack versus Morocco than the other way around. So, yeah, fantastic story. I loved it. I, I'm sure the people of Morocco, and I know from you know from my experience, the Arab world, and I'm sure maybe some Africans, North Africans at least, etc., were really well behind this team as if as if it was their own. It was a great story, and see the fans in the stadium in Qatar, like it almost felt like a home game, right? Yeah. Well, apparently, um, like thousands of, of Moroccans came over to to Doha or tried to come over to Doha for the game today and we're watching outside some were watching outside the stadium and some weren't actually able to get in qatar had to cancel a bunch of flights because they weren't prepared for the numbers so it's kind of crazy uh, we do actually have a question um a perfectly timed question from at real lfc fan on this um who says do moroccans consider themselves more african or arab my colleague told me that she's african first and arab second um as you're egyptian you'll have to be our correspondent on yeah Moroccans. i think i think it varies um, and it varies more than other nations. Like if you talk to an Egyptian 
it's definitely Arab a lot more than African, for sure. Mm. And I think if you look at a map, it's kind of the more east you are towards the Arabian Peninsula, the more you um, relate to the Arab side of things. There's also the fact that, you know, Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, the language, the French, the Arabic French, is not yeah. exactly the same Arabic. Kind of those three have their own little group um, in kind of the just the, the way socially things are set up. And then you've got the more like, Egypt, Syria, Jordan, Lebanon, Arabs, and then you've got like the Gulf Arabs. So, yeah, I would say between all of the Arabs, because they are Arabs, I would say those three nations kind of maybe uh, Morocco and, you know, Morocco a bit more than the other two would. Yes, there's a lot of people there that kind of their mileage varies on the whole Arab versus non-Arab. Um, I just don't know if they, again, I can't speak for them. I don't know if they really, truly like kind of really resonate with the whole African thing. I think there's a different thing they resonate with. I don't know what it is, but there's a different kind mm. of like group that they resonate with and and yeah i believe like i can believe if, if a moroccan says i feel less arab than it's a, than x whatever it's yeah makes sense um north african countries which uh, best food in your opinion <sighs> best food in north africa Ooh, that's a good one i think uh, hmm. algeria's got good food they've got that tajine thing if you haven't tried it it's, it's yeah brilliant. you know morocco yeah. as well though right yeah, but morocco i assume there well. are some there are some differences between yeah 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 i know yeah they've, they've got good tunisia i mean everybody really <laughs> egyptian probably the least actually if i'm being honest because it's just, it's <laughs> i needed very, you to say it yeah, yeah it's very good but it's just like it's not <laughs> it's simple it's, it's not yeah it's not like yeah it's not something you'd look for if, in a different country you'd not look you wouldn't look for egyptian cuisine but you could look for moroccan or something for sure that's fair. Although I will say, best falafel I've ever had was in Cairo. That's so because it's know. made by chickpeas and not hummus. That's the <laughs> you mean um, fava beans? Fava beans and not hummus. Yes. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, it was yep. green. Yep. It was green. Um, all right, that's enough of that. I mean, I could do a lot more of it, frankly. I know, but I know. you know, we've got other things to talk about. Yeah. Um, France, le, le colonizers, <laughs> um, <laughs> as they're as they're known. Uh, also haven't been particularly good. I didn't think they were that good today. I think you're right. I think tactically Deschamps was astute, although I think he's an absolute bugger for sitting and doing nothing and playing on the counter. I think he loves that. I think if he could choose a tactic, that would be it. I think he'll try and do that. I think he'd be stupid not to do that again in the final, frankly, because um, he's going to want to draw the Argentinian defense up the pitch so they can knock the ball over them mm -hmm. for Mbappe. Um but has anything particularly interested you about this French team? For me, it's been Antoine. Um, I just think, like, this guy, a few years ago, was very arguably the third best footballer in the mm -hmm. world. Then there's been a weird couple of years where the, he went to Barcelona. There was no plan for him. Um, him and Messi in the same team didn't really make much sense. Went back to Atleti, and Atleti have been shit. So, you know. And defensive. And very defensive, mm -hmm. but he's always been a guy. And, and Tim Vickery, the, the English journalist that operates in Brazil, always used to say this about Cavani: was that he was a box-to-box -box center forward. And that's always been true of Griezmann too. Like for Atleti, he was always the 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 false nine or the second strike or whatever who would drop into midfield, drop even further back. Um, and we've just seen him kind of the natural evolution of that has right. now been that he's he's a central midfielder and d does everything. Yeah, I was, I was, I, don't, I can't tell, I'm bad with dates and stuff, but like you said, I, I was a proponent of Griezmann being the third best player in the world after Ronaldo and Messi at one point. And people would mm -hmm. laugh and people would say this, but I'm like, no, you watch Griezmann play for Atleti before that move to Barcelona. He was, he had it all. And I don't think you think of Griezmann as like this absolute goal machine or clinical finisher. He needs to have the creative reins of a team, which is why it worked in that first Atleti stint. And it didn't work with Barcelona because Messi's there. Yeah, and people, you know, people want to obviously market this as the Mbappe Messi game, and that's just the stature of the players. But I think the way they play for their teams is very similar. And I would say this is the Messi Griezmann game, the one of them that can kind of control, I think, the tempo for their team, the creative aspect mm. of it, the dropping deep. I think that will give a big advantage to, to their team. Um, I think Griezmann's definitely been, for me, in the team of the tournament, one of the best players for France. Uh, I think more impressive even than than you know Giroud and Mbappe for them, which is not to say they weren't good, but Griezmann has just put on some unbelievable mm -hmm. performances, really kind of knitting it all together. Yes. Um, you can see every time he gets the ball, the creative aspect is like, ooh, what's he going to do with it? Is it, is it a whipped-in cross? Is he going to take on a guy? Is he going to take a shot? Like, There's a lot of options with Griezmann. Um, 
so yeah, I, I think I think this is a me- like if you look at how Griezmann plays for France and Messi plays for Argentina, it's very similar roles. I think. Yeah, I would agree. I, in fact, I, what what made me even more frustrated about the Barcelona thing was thinking about it now when you see Griezmann playing in a midfield three like this, like I doubt anyone at Barcelona ever considered that. But had that been an option, then you could conceivably see him and Messi in the same team in the same way that Iniesta and mm. and Messi played in the same team. Um, so that's kind of a frustration because that would have been cool to see. But yeah, he's just been he's been the creative heartbeat. And like France are a an, a team with extreme physical attributes. They're right. huge. They're right. strong as hell. You know, you've got the the aerial ability of Giroud, the pace of Mbappe. The defenders are monsters. Um, and as you said, he's the the technical hub that knits it all together. And honestly, without him, I think that they'd be lost. They'd be yeah, lost. I, I think I think it's fair to say that I think most of the teams Morocco came up against, we know where where this where the danger is going to come from. We know who to watch out for, etc. I think the biggest difference with France is that, like you said, they've got three attackers that are very different. Yeah, pace, uh, kind of a, a lamppost striker, <laughs> and Griezmann. Like you've got options. You well, and Dembele, the... who has been hit or right. miss, but like can do anything. Right, right. So yeah, so I think they've got enough weapons to bother most teams, and I think they're very solid in midfield in the sense of at least the physical side of like Chimeni has had a fantastic tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think he expected to start. Rabiot didn't expect to start. Um, Pogba and Kante kind of just dropping off last minute. Um, and I think you saw, I don't know if you saw the post by Pogba today calling him Antoine Guiz Kante because... Oh, that was put, nearly, it was dangerous for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, he put in he put in the miles. He put in the miles, yeah. Griezmann, today. He was running back, he was tracking, he was putting in tackles. So, yeah, I, France would be what? I think the first team in history to win it in a row, like two, yeah. two in a row, which is which sounds crazy. Think like a Brazilian dominance period or something um, where that would happen. But... Um, yeah, I I don't know how you feel about this final. Like I can't I can't look past Messi for me. But again, Mbappe two World Cups by the age of twenty three. I think ridiculous. Even if he doesn't win this, I think just stats wise, I think he should he should end his career as the greatest stats World Cup player of all time. Like if he continues, he's got what two more at least at least I two think, more what World Cups. Um. Mbappe, not Messi. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah I'm yeah, saying yeah. like Mbappe at 23 already has these yes. stats. He should end as like probably the greatest World Cup player stats-wise of all time. If he, he absolutely forward. should. I mean, the the French production line doesn't seem to be stopping in terms of creating world-class footballers. So yeah, I mean, you look at the midfield that they have now with Camavinga and Chumeni, um, and Rabiot's not old, and I mean he's weird, but yeah, they they should be very very good for a very long time. So I think you're probably right. Um, we do have a question about Mbappe. Um, at current BOP on Twitter says, what is Mbappe's worth if he pushes for a move in January? So, I mean, here's the thing with that, is that PSG just won't do it. They're not <laughs> going to countenance it. Like, I, I just, I don't think Real Madrid have the money anymore, because I think they, not that I profess to be an expert on their finances, but I think they spent 80 million on Chimeni. They did. I feel like that was the Mbappe money, no? And then they've just spent another 70 million on a 16-year-old Brazilian. So maybe not January, but maybe like if somebody uh, is able to do, let's say, the Liverpool buy. I don't know if Mbappe wants to do Premier League. I doubt it. I think he wants the glamour of either of well, not either of La Liga, pretty much. Um, what glamour? But, I mean, Real Madrid does glamour. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Champions League. It's a Real Madrid. It's the, you know, it, it's you when you grow up, you want to play for Real Madrid or Barcelona. That's just it. Mm-hmm. You know, you rarely want to play for Liverpool. Um, I would just say money wise. If a new owner, I think Chelsea could figure out the money. I'm not saying Mbappe wants to go there, but I'm saying Chelsea could figure out the money. Liverpool with the new owners could figure out the money. Real Madrid somehow always figure out the money. And United really would pay for it. I mean, they just got Ronaldo off their wage bill. That's enough to to do a lot of things. Not in the Champions League, mate. Oh, yeah. Again, I'm just talking money. (laughs) I don't think Mbappe wants to go to any Premier League team. Yeah. Um, but Real Madrid would be really, and we talked about this when he kind of threw a fit. We're like, all right, mate, but where are you going? Who's going to buy you? It's mm. it's not about how good or bad you are. It's about who can afford you right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Barcelona could try to pay in crypto. <laughs> or or maybe like Mbappe's wedding can be held at New Camp for free. <laughs> They'll definitely chuck that in. But I th- yeah, his contract, so his contract's off in 2025. 
Um, so that's two more summers. That's two summers by June. It's two summers. I don't know. Like, I think I basically think that PSG wouldn't accept anything under like 500 million. And even then they do it reluctantly because they don't need the money. The money to makes no difference. They want the most, the best and most glamorous player in the world. That's what they want. Yeah. The problem is though, it has to come down to Mbappe throwing a fit and yeah. forcing their hand. It's never going to be like, yes, we want to sell you. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, Newcastle, it might just take, maybe just a country will have to buy him and then loan him out. Yeah. You know, so Saudi Arabia buys Kylian Mbappe and then just loans him to or, various elite clubs. Or Saudi Arabia buys Qatar. Yeah. And then by extension, they now own Mbappe. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's doable. Just kind of <laughs> suck Qatar in. To, to their borders, just suck it and be like, we'll buy you. How, how much do you value your country for? We can afford it. Um, and then now you, by, by by extension, you know, Mbappe can play with Ronaldo at Al Sadd or Al Nasser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the teammate he wants. Actually, I did hear, I did hear that, I mean, we're joking, but I did hear that that's like a serious concern for Qatar and one of the reasons they desperately wanted to host the World Cup um, is for like, the geopolitical standing because they're apparently it's like a genuine concern that Saudi Arabia might at just some point decide. To so it's, walk in. so you're not off over the last, I'd say five years, Qatar's relationship with its neighbors, including mm-hmm. strong powers in the area, such as Egypt, who are, you know, the strongest military power in the area, etc., Hasn't if been you said good. so yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could check the rankings. <laughs> um, it's, um, the rankings. Yeah. <laughs> There are rankings, yeah. It's the US, and then like yeah. a million, pilot, a million yeah, miles of shit, and then other countries. <laughs> uh, Egypt's like 14th or something. Not bad, we're doing okay. Yes, in. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're mid-table. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would say like, yeah, their relationship has been uh, has been not good. Mm. Um, it's getting a little bit better, I think, recently. But yeah, it's been, it's been uh, rocky. I don't know if... Yeah, I mean... I don't know how much this will help having a World Cup or not, but yeah, it does put Qatar on the map. I mean, it put it on the map for a lot of wrong reasons too, but it does put sure. it on the map as just like infamously or not, you're known now. You know, yeah, know it, it's harder are. to to invade a country that people no know more yeah. about. It's like or, Dubai or are watching so or paying like attention. If you invade to. Dubai, they'll be like, no, not Dubai, <laughs> not the mall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so we've done Argentina, we've done France, uh, Croatia, Brazil, um, England, England, England. Um, I'm I'm sad. I'm sad they're not in the final. I thought it was very realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they did pretty well against France. I thought they're obviously a little bit unlucky. Some of the refereeing decisions in that game were a joke. Um, Bukayo Saka was getting. Yeah. Kicked from pillar to post. All, all and the referee decisions like, for Saka are are a disgrace this season. The, the, honestly, the referee was like, "You get one in five. I'll give you one <laughs> in five. <laughs> like a couple of them were just insane. Yeah, including the goal that, including France's first goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think we talked about potentially the winner of England. Like you know, I asked you, is the England French game the pseudo final of this World mm-hmm. Cup? And I still believe it. Unless, you know, barring any messy magic, I still believe the winner of that game should have gone all the way to win the World Cup. And it looks like France might still do it. Um, I know England were good, better. I think better. Mm-hmm. I think England were better than expectations because people yeah. thought France were maybe a bit better than they are as well. But I, there wasn't enough creativity. Like, I don't think really Lloris struggled other than maybe there was that one chance for Mary Kane. I just mm-hmm. felt like, yes, they were solid enough. And maybe that is the game that you need to play in a quarterfinal. And fine, well done. But I just thought, not enough kind of chance creation there. And I think, again, the Henderson thing starting, I get it. You want to be secure. But, like, I don't know. I felt there could be more. There could be a little bit more, especially if you're, you've got Bellingham who can – Bellingham and Rice, like, are super solid. Do you mm-hmm. need a third guy like Henderson? I don't know. I think I just wanted to see a little bit more bravery there. Yeah, I do agree with that. I think in, in the previous two tournaments and, – and I think Southgate has done overall a phenomenal job. In the previous two tournaments, I think there were – there were definitely lineup concerns and formation concerns. And I think we all kind of expected him to be more conservative with the formation and play three slash five at the back a lot in this tournament. And he didn't do it. He didn't do it once. Um, 
And but the yeah, Henderson that that third midfielder is kind of the one spot you could point to and say, could you could Foden have been in the midfield three, which would allow a Grealish or a Rashford to play in the front three, and that would have been more of a goal threat, more creation. Um, I genuinely, I generally think Foden is better as a midfielder than a, as a forward anyway. Um, but yeah, honest to God, that's probably the only issue I have with what Southgate did in this World Cup. Yeah, you're right. I would have played Foden more central. I would, I think Rashford after that cameo, whatever it was, the third game where he played. I think I, I I've never liked Sterling um, in mm. the English setup. I know he's reliable and he gets you the goals sometimes, but I just don't think there's enough across 90 minutes there. I don't think he's that guy. I think Rashford. Yes, it's streaky, but he's a much better player, a much more effective player. Again, also in form. And in form. Yeah, I would have put Foden definitely central, played Rashford on the left. And I think if you're looking for a goal like against France, I don't think Grealish is it. I don't think Sterling is it. I don't think definitely not instead of Saka. I would have also liked to see Trent come on and maybe create some some randomness with his crosses or with his, you know, nice through pass. Something. Just like you know what, look, overall, I'm nitpicking. I don't think he's done a huge error here or there, but I would just like a bit more kind of go for it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, Does, would you, so you said during the week we talked about this and you said you would, that you think they need someone else for the next level. Yeah, I think think they need a closer now. and, and, And I get that. But so my re- my response would be two things. One is like who, and that I think that's difficult. And two is one thing that Southgate has done is completely revolutionised the culture around the England team. Like it used to be just this poisonous, negative, toxic thing, and he's completely changed that in on every level. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to take for granted that that all stays. Like one of the rumours this week, and I think it, I hope that it's complete nonsense, was Gerard. And like Gerard going in there completely fucks the culture up. So, so look, I think you have to be careful. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Like basically in these conversations where I think Southgate could go and I think you need someone better. Two things. One is it doesn't deny anything that Southgate has done to this point. For sure. I Mm -hmm. agree with you a hundred percent. I just believe that. And we talked about this. Like, I believe we need to continue to think of the aim as winning the world cup. The Mm -hmm. aim is not creating an atmosphere. And I get you're saying it's the means to that goal, but this is a national side. I don't think you get four World Cups to do it. Like I think you get one, you get two maximum, right? Like I think you need a closer now. I think he he like he's a fixer upper. He took something that was horrendous and he mm-hmm. made it very good. And I love it and it's great. But I think the next level, I just don't know if the next level is with Southgate. You know, and you're saying who that who argument is unfair because that's the same with with transfers and when you're like, oh, I don't like this player on my team. Who? That's not my problem. Like honestly, sure, I'm not, it's not my problem. Like if you ask me the type of person, it would be like a Carlo type, like an Ancelotti type. I said that like we we have espresso every morning <laughs> together, but like it would be that guy that is like not so much the tactics and stuff, but like let's go win a trophy guy right i don't know who that is but a closer i like to call him like a closer like okay thank you southgate you got it us to 80 percent. now let's go let's go bang let's this whole thing go bang and i don't think this whole thing goes bang with southgate that's almost what, what you're asking for is almost someone who has won before and so allows that level of belief right right because exactly. with southgate and this england team they're all on the same boat they're all like we haven't done it mm-hmm. can we do it together whereas yeah this would be someone coming in and saying like Lads, I've been there before. I know how to yep. do it. That, that's a great way of putting it. Like, I want him to look up at him in front of that screen, whatever the hell he's saying, and be like, wow, this is X. This is unbelievable. This is like we are now trying to go win the tournament. We're not trying to win the hearts. We're not trying to do the best we can. We're not trying to get to the semifinal. No, we want to go win the tournament now. Mm. I, my suggestion is get Zidane on Duolingo. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like, see someone like, imagine you see Zidane standing up there. Whew. That's a whole frankly, different vibe. Frankly, even if he can't speak English, does it matter? No. I mean, how many how many of the English players could speak? Grealish would love him. True. Wouldn't make any difference to him. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Any, do any of them speak French? Trippier would be the only person I can think of that has some sort of like a second language potential. Uh, he speaks a bit of Spanish also, now. But... Also, also, not to get on the negative boat, but if you had a keeper that had slightly longer arms, that Shemeni yeah. goal does not go in. That is true. I like, said that to my dad when we were watching that's it. Just a shame. It is a shame, and, and you know what? Like, it's also unfortunate because Pickford has actually gotten a lot better. Like, 
the last couple of years, he's been very good for England. He's actually been pretty solid for, for mm-hmm. Everton. Arguably like made some saves that kept him in the Premier League at the end of last season, um, along with Iwobi's magic stardust. Um, <laughs> but like, there's nothing he can do about the size of his arm. Yeah, and I get it. Like, that, but this, see, it's almost like a similar analogy. Like, oh, great, you're eighty percent fantastic, and we love you. But are you going to win us a World Cup? No. Mm. Like, yeah. I'm, like, there's no time for those emotions. It's like, let's just win it, and then, like, oh, you know, it's almost yeah. like a Mourinho at Inter. Win it and let it go to shit. It doesn't matter. Just win Burn the World Cup. Exactly. Like, <laughs> if you win the World Cup, no one's going to ask anything of this England team for two more World Cups. I don't care. Just win one. Well, listen, Mourinho uh, allegedly might be getting the Portugal job. And uh, to be honest, obviously, I'm not a fan of this guy, but mm-hmm. he could do that job. Yes, but why do you believe in him? He's got the experience, he's got the aura, and it's international football. It, all you need is seven games. You just need seven games. I don't care what you do to the culture. Seven games. Win them. He'd put Ronaldo back in the team, though. Do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do. Uh, man. Anyway, yeah. I, I the, the the problem for England is that the options just aren't aren't there. Like I think from an FA perspective, if they were getting rid of Southgate, like they they fucking love him, right? He's he's everything that they want, and so you for them, you're probably looking at Eddie Howe and Graham Potter. So but those aren't those guys either in terms of closing out, you yeah, know, and winning a World Cup. But they're the right character profile. So. So two things to that. I think they love him, the FA, because he gets the media off their back. He's like mm-hmm. a media darling. And for some reason, the positivity around him, something's happening where like, you know, people are in love with the team. I get it. The other thing is like the stats show that no team has ever won the World Cup with a non-national manager. Really? Yes. No. Wait, no. Well, um, I read that recently. Oh, wait. Scolari won the... Did yeah. he win the Euros with Portugal? Who was the... Port- no. No, never mind. Who won the World Cups? Think about it. There's only like two Uruguays, four Brazil, one England, two German, four Germany. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like there's not a lot of teams. There's actually not a lot of teams that won a World Cup. No, no, no. Like different That's teams. True. Yeah, and they're all like, you know, all of Germany was German, all of France were French. All, you know, it's yeah, yeah. So interesting. I think, I yeah, you gotta that. go get a. I don't know who it is, but Arsene Wenger. Let a French win the English the trophy. I don't know. I, I think you guys might just like ask him to keep it. Just keep it. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't live with the French no. every time you bring up a World Cup win. Be like, yeah, but who's your manager? <laughs> <laughs> we won it for you. We felt yeah, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only people available, like club club kind of managers available, Tuchel. Um, well, I guess Luis Enrique, but he hasn't won anything internationally. He's won stuff domestically, but he had Messi, Suarez, and Neymar. So there's a caveat. Potentially, Spain with Kane could have gone very far. Jesus, yep. Yeah, yeah. that's a scary thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think England, anyway. ha- England have a lot more Spain-like players recently. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But England would have played Saka and Foden in the midfield three, is the difference. <laughs> Yes, it would have been Grealish, Foden, and Saka in the middle of three with yeah. Trippier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Just put them all in midfield, everybody. Yeah. yeah. And then Rashford is your, like, Morata. I think Kane would be your Morata. Like, he might not even play him. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Who's your Olmo? I guess Grealish is your Olmo. Yeah, yeah. You've got your Asensio would be your Saka. Your... Sterling is Ferran. Yes, not far <laughs> off. I'm telling you, bad, right? it's not bad. Yeah, um, except Unai Simon's a, a, a reasonable sized human being, so that That's one doesn't true. fit. I mean, but... he he messed up. To be fair, yeah, he did. Um, there was actually a funny. There was an interview with him and Sid Lowe just before the tournament started, I think, and he was saying like, "Yeah, we play out from the back, and like, you just have to be confident. If you make a mistake, you just have to make the same pass the next time, and just mm-hmm. keep doing it and keep doing it." And it's like, you're right, but also. It's you the keep passing to the opposition. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Clear it's, like, it. it's like, that's all great when we're sitting on these two comfy sofas, but it's yeah. a World Cup quarterfinal. Just kick it, Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> um, all right, team of the tournament? On the spot, yeah. Just, just the caveat. This is completely off the top of my head and yours, uh, I think. Unrehearsed, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, right, goalkeeper. So to my mind, it's got to be 
Bono, 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 or Canadian born, by the way, mm-hmm. born in Montreal, mm-hmm. um, or probably Levakovich. Those are the two that come to mind, unless, to be fair, to be fair, Ooh, Martinez, I mean, Martinez has a mm. shout. That last minute save versus, uh, who was it, Mech? Uh, who came? Oh, Kala. That that dude in the last second where he saved it. Oh, uh, I know. Who you, I know. I can. I can picture it. I think was it was Netherlands. He came on and he made a save. He, he first guy's first kick. Anyways, it was unbelievable. They held the ball. At the end. They were only up one nil. It wouldn't have been Netherlands because they got the penalties there. It would have been whatever game where they had to win Mexico or something. I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. That one. The yeah, penalties. You know the fact that he's all the way in the final. He even even last game, just he was very solid in coming and getting all the crosses and not even allowing um, any Croatians to get headers. So I would say, it just the Croatian keeper really did not cover himself in glory last game. And if it's nope, only a seven-game tournament, I think it's a big percentage of games. I I, I, I I might end up giving it to Martinez. Okay, so let's rule out Livakovic. Then the only other argument for Bono. And this is going to go for some of the Moroccan defenders as well. Is mm-hmm. that they went what fifteen hours without they? So after yeah. the other than the own goal they conceded to Canada, they didn't then concede another goal until today. Right. Yeah, which Insanity. is mad. Yeah, like that. Especially when you see that they've played Belgium, Croatia, Fran- uh, uh, Portugal, Spain, Portugal. Spain. <laughs> like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, insane. Insane, hundred percent. So, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't begrudge him that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think more of them are going to pop up in the defense. Mm-hmm. So let's give this to to Emi Martinez, and we'll move on. Um, right back, uh, Hakimi. Or I don't know. Like he's had obviously a good tournament, but I don't know if he's like been influential, influential to to that success. No, but then who has who? is the question. I honestly think Molina came in and did a great job for Argentina, especially when replacing whoever the hell that was there was useless. But yeah, Hakimi, I guess for the, I guess the the, the main choice would be Hakimi. Um, who else is still here? He likes his mum, Mo. He, he likes his like, mum. He does like his mum. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I keep thinking of just the final four that are in the tournament, right? Like that's like kind of... I get Juranovic won yeah. a lot of plaudits. He played well, but Croatia didn't score any goals. No, so no goal involvement. Um, yeah, maybe honestly, the, there hasn't been. There's just no good right backs in the world in general. Anyway. No, um, are we okay with Guardiola despite the the, yeah, the late I would the say, late rent thing? I would say him and are we just putting two at the back? Because At four three three, I just assume I'm struggling between Guardiola, um, Saiz, and Otamendi. Yeah. I think Otamendi is a beast. He has been a beast. But there has to be a Moroccan centre back, so I think we go Guardiola, Saiz, okay, and then a left back. Um, you know what? I thought before Holland went out, I thought Daily Blind was very good. Ooh, ooh, okay. Speaking of, you just remind me, right backs, um, Timber, Timber, Timber. Is it Timber? No. Yeah. Right yeah, Timber. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he was very good all tournament. To be fair. He was great against Argentina. He was fantastic against them. I mean, they went out on penalties. Like, what's he going to do? I thought, I think a shout for right back. Just, just Fair enough. Yeah. I, I don't know that I watched him closely enough to know. But I'm talking fair. about the right guy, right? I'm talking about... Yeah, yeah. Jurian Timber. Yeah, yeah. Him. Um. Okay, well, if we if we went Timber right back, we could go Morocco at left back, which would be Masrawi. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Okay, um, midfield. So I, we talked about this earlier. So Amrabat is a non-negotiable. Yeah, Griezmann is a non-negotiable, and then you've got one more spot. So, so you're putting you Griezmann as like the number ten. Yeah, or like okay. the the most advanced eight, if we want to be irritating about it. Okay. Um, options. Oh, yeah, we can Chimeni. just name a couple of players that come to mind: Chimeni, Enzo Fernandez, Kudus. <sighs> Again, you gotta get a. For me, you gotta get a bit further. Unfortunately, I know it's not a team. Mm. I know it's a team effort to do that, but like, I gotta see more than three games. Mm. At his age, ooh, I got one for you. Go on. The German wonder kid. What's his name? Oh, Musiala. I think he killed it, regardless of... The he was sensational. I think he was sensational. Gavi, Pedri. Like, I know they went out early, but I think Musiala was sensational for Germany. Like, he carried them. They were bad. He was it's the true. only shining 
star there. I honestly, I would I would put him there. I would put him. I'm fine with that. That's a um, it's a very attacking midfield three, but but Amrabat's doing well, enough defending. Burning. He's we're, defending in front of for three people. There, yeah, and fine. we're not Bernie. We're just putting names <laughs> on a piece of paper. It's okay. It's all good. Uh, if you don't understand that joke, um, I never get tired of telling this story. <laughs> Bernie, in his fantasy Premier League team, I think about 2015-16, yep. had Xhaka and Matic. Yeah, and when we asked him about it, he went, well, I just need two deep-lying players. I was like, Bernie, you just need points, man. <laughs> Never gets old. Yeah, uh, okay, so midfield three, Amrabat, Griezmann, and uh, Jamal Mustiala. Front three, right, obviously Messi's there. Yeah. Um, I would like Bukayo Saka to be in there. I know he and Messi play in the same position, mm-hmm. but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he was England's best player. I think he was extremely consistent. I think he created chances. He, created, he won penalties. Mm-hmm. I think he was excellent. I mean, the only downside is he missed a game because he was rotated out for one game. So that reminded me, Jude making the bench on this? or Yeah, Belling? Bench, yeah. Bench, bench? okay. Okay. Declan Rice was fantastic too, sure, to be fair. Sure, but, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and um, Rabat just—he just blew everyone away. So. All right. And our third, uh, third striker, or more for now. I think, you know, Mbappe is in the conversation. Um, I mean, Richarlson, he did his part. I think. I think he probably scored goal of the time. Well, after yesterday, maybe not, but like up there. Yeah, I mean, and he did his part. He scored goals for Brazil. Yeah. Uh, important um, goals. Um. I think penalty miss aside, Kane was very good. Giroud's been good. Yeah. But none of them, honestly, even even Mbappe, I don't think has had a Honestly, tournament. that reminded me now, talking about Richard. Yeah, I don't think so. Talking about Richardson, that Neymar goal against Croatia, that was, mm. the headlines were written. It was like mm. Neymar dragging Brazil through the game because he started that move from like halfway line, a couple of one-twos, yep. brilliant finish. He got robbed of that moment. I just remembered it now, but he got robbed of that moment. That is annoying, but it's also yeah. somewhat his fault. So, you know. Yeah. Um, are we forgetting anybody this tournament? Oh, I mean, I thought I thought the Valt Veghorst cameo was sensational. <laughs> two goals, was it? Or something like yeah. that? Yeah, two goals. I mean, they just chucked him on, him and Luke Deong at the same time and just started lobbing balls. It was amazing. It was proper Pulist stuff. Yeah, no, that was great. Um, I, for sure, somebody's yelling at their car, or their car radio right now, or whatever the car speaker is like yelling an obvious name that we haven't said. All right, hang on. I'm looking at the top goal scorers. So you've got Messi, Mbappe, Alvaro, Alvarez. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Giroud. Uh, Giroud, Ramos, Morata. Now we're into people who scored three goals. Rashford, Enna no, no. Valencia started like a house on fire. Um, yeah, I think that, that has to be that has to be it. Like, I can't if it doesn't come to me, it doesn't you know? There's a reason. Yeah, there just aren't that many strikers, man. They just really aren't. No, they're right. Half of right. the people we've mentioned aren't even strikers, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. So I think so. So you're you're ending up with Mbappe in there? Is it is it Mbappe, I, Messi, I, Saka? Is that what we're saying? I guess it is. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it I think is. Mbappe makes it in just by being in the final and being the name. But I I don't think he's had a fantastic tournament. No. No, but he may he may end up winning it and may end up with the golden boot. That's all. It's all to play for. Yeah, I think what him and Messi are five. He's at five with Messi, and Giroud's at four, and Alvarez is at four. Something like that. Correct. Yeah. yeah that's so actually interesting. I wonder if we've ever gone into a final before with four hmm. players with a chance of winning the golden boot. It's a good point. Yeah, they're all there. Yeah. Uh, if I if I was a betting person, I'd lob a bit of money on each of them and see what happens, but, you know. Yeah, if you put 10 bucks on all four, I mean, chances are it is one of them. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you so you're going to make money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> um, we're not sponsored by any betting company. That would be haram, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in, in solidarity with Morocco's run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, good, so, uh, let's run through that again. So, Emi Martinez, um, Timber, Saiz, Guardiol, Mazraoui, Amrabat, Griezmann, Musiala, Saka, Messi, Mbappe. I think they would win the World Cup. Saka, Messi, Mbappe. Yeah, Saka, Messi, Mbappe. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, imagine yeah. Saka's like, I'm not playing on the left. Fuck this. 
<laughs> I won the number 10. <laughs> uh, but no, man, this World Cup, honestly, like, on the field has been one, one, one for the history books. It's been phenomenal in every turn. Like, every game seems to be like, even when the game starts shit, and you're like, oh, finally we're having a shit game. Something happens right before halftime that just, you know, we've talked about this being the, the, the World Cup of the second halves. Mm, big um, time. If you're at work and you're, I mean, it's still late now, but if you should have noticed the pattern there. <laughs> if you're at work and you're picking one half, it's always the second half. Yeah, always. oh, 100%. You um, know, um, what's it, like Perez and Agnelli and all that, they're going to be like, yeah. see, like, we don't need a full 90 minutes. Just play the second half right. and, and then so call it a I, day. So I heard, um, a news headline that Saudi league is actually going to start the whole like ball and play thing and see how that works. For really? Yeah. So no injury time. Yeah, just ball and play. Be interesting hmm. to see how that goes. But yeah, like I've enjoyed it, man. It's been. I mean, I I'd love a World Cup every year. I don't get why we're gonna do it every four years. <laughs> <laughs> like four years seems a lot. Like screw the Euros and screw the Copa America. Can we just have a World Cup every two years where the whole world gets to play in it? Why do I need a continental tournament? Like again, this is completely off the top of my head. I haven't thought yeah. about this, and people might get mad. But like, I just have everybody in it every two years. Why do I gotta watch just Messi and and uh, sorry Argentina and Brazil and just the Euros? Just like. Have the best of every continent. Play it out every two years. Thank you. But what does everyone else do? Uh, to be fair, like 2026, that's going to be, well, what, every... 48 teams? Yeah, but everybody else has qualifications. Great. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Don't worry, Luxembourg. You've got the Nations League. Also, also, every four years is such a huge gap in kind of the generational talent. Like, you have mm-hmm. a generation talent at 23. Next World Cup, is potentially 28. Over like, the hill, mate. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, no, it's like oh, this team is just on the cusp. Yeah, well, good luck planning for four years from now. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? We Anything could, can happen. We could compromise at three. I think every two is a bit much. It's a bit much if you if you keep the continental ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you remove them, I'm down. I'm down. But play that. But honestly, sometimes the Euros are amazing. Sometimes the Euros are amazing. The, the African Cup of Nations is, is great fun. Copa America. Well, the Copa you love a Copa America. African Africa government is staying because it's in the it's in the winter. Anyways, we're good. <laughs> I think they're all. I've said this to you before. I think they're all going to be in the winter in a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I know I've said this before, but 2026 in Houston is going to be 150 <laughs> degrees. Yeah, it's not a big difference in Qatar, to be honest. No. Yeah. And it's humid. Yeah. So good luck with that. Get that aircon, the aircon technology ready because. <laughs> You don't need it. Get Elon Musk to work on some battery-powered <laughs> AC units. He'll have blown himself up before then. <laughs> so the yeah, final, uh, any predictions for the third and fourth in the final? I mean, <sighs> I'd like to see Morocco get third. Um, that's just me. Yep. Um, yep, I would like to see that. Um, I don't know that they will, but I would certainly like to see it. Unless Croatian can't be bothered yeah, at yeah, this yeah. point. They're too old. Know, I, yeah, I think Morocco has more to play for in that in that sense. Um, the final is genuinely fifty-fifty, I think. But I'm just worried about this Argentina defense. Yes, because I just think France are just good. They're they're going to sit there, and in a in a deep block, just waiting for the moment to launch Mbappe over the top. Like that's all they want to do. And I feel like Argentina are probably going to give them that opportunity a few times. Yeah, I also feel like Chimeni's going to run through the Paul and Paredes pretty easily. Mm. I just dislike them. I really do. Like they, 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 they work hard for my boy, but they're just not very. <laughs> but they're just not very good. <laughs> they're like they're like the two. I don't know. Like in Harry Potter, they're like Malfoy's two mates. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crab and uh, Goyle. Crab and Goyle. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thick as shit, but we'll die for <laughs> yeah, you. But loyal. Yeah. <laughs> But loyal, exactly. <laughs> Them hoes ain't loyal. Yeah, yeah. But it'll be fun, man. I'm very excited for the games. Very excited. I think. I think I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna be quite sad when this World Cup's over. It kind of. It was. I mean, the, at least. And again, I know the controversy of when the World Cup's happening. At least I'm mm-hmm. diving straight back into the Premier League, and I'm not going like two months of nothing. At least there's yeah. that. There's that. Concept. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, we'll worry about the summer when we get there. Yeah, yeah, whatever. We'll figure something out. There'll, there'll be At some least... continental tournament. <laughs> but yeah, well, yeah, there'll be something. But also in the summer, like you want to be outside. Exactly. Whereas like December, it's actually a perfect time for it. I have no issue with the timing. I don't. It's 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 a winter storm right here outside my window. I can watch a World <laughs> Cup game, but like I don't need to be indoors in June at four p.m. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love this. I don't mind it. It's all good. More, more, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is that? What, what is that character? Uh, the Oliver soup Twist. guy. Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist. <laughs> the soup guy. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. All right. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and uh, we will, I don't know if we'll pod next week, but soon. Soon. As you said, yeah. the Premier League back any minute. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll try. We'll try and recap the, the World Cup final, at least. That, that should be fun. I mean, I mean, if Messi wins it, I'll be here. If not, I might be busy that day. We'll I think see. you'll be very busy that day. <laughs> I think you'll be incommunicado. <laughs> yeah. What, what's that? What's that? Uh, what's that character? John Wick. Yeah. yeah oh, you'll you'll be like um, what's his name? Uh, Barini. Uh, was it Barini? Yeah, in the in the in the subway. That's his name, remember? right? The Sunderland. Yeah, yeah he just yeah. stayed in the subway so that he couldn't it's get a phone call. as well. Didn't Sessegnon pull a pull a similar move? Maybe. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. Sessegnon was like out of out of reach because they wanted to terminate <laughs> his contract. <laughs> uh, sensational. All right. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you because I know it's gonna it's gonna hit hard if it doesn't happen. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll chat soon. Thank you, sir. Talk to you next time. Bye.